Thank you for your interest in listening to today's podcast. We hope and pray that today's topic will have some sort of influence to bring about transformation in your life. Now, please enjoy this talk on Fernando Franco's podcast. I'm going to give you this psalm that we can all relate to maybe in parallel with the year 2020 and is found in Psalm chapter 40, verse 1 through 3. And as I read this, I want you to picture 2020 along with this passage. Here's what the psalmist wrote, David. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord. I want you to picture 2020 and this passage. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit out of the mud and out of the mire. He set my foot on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. Man, look at if you if you received a text or an email or I, I forget how it was sent out, but it said Pastor Fernie wants to give you twelve things for you to take into the year twenty twenty one with you. But could you just give me three minutes just to parallel Psalms chapter forty and also the year twenty twenty? When when you look at what David said, he says, "I waited patiently for the Lord." Now I want you to understand something what he's saying, okay? His patience was on God, not for the job, not for a healing, not for a raise, not for a spouse, not for a blessing, but his patience was for one thing. His patience was for God. See, often what we do is we, we, we uh, maybe are waiting patiently for a certain event to take place in our life. But I think what we've got to do is don't put your expectation on that event you're waiting for. The expectation needs to be on God who you're waiting for. Because remember, God is the author and the finisher. All things spring from God. He is the maker of all things. And he is at the center. The Bible says that his, his earth is his footstool. So everything that's in the earth, the Bible says, is his, belong to, his, belong to him. And so our patience shouldn't be waiting for that event or waiting for 2020 to finish, or waiting for your, to, to, to get a new job. No, no, no. The patience needs to be on the Lord. Because I, I'm glad what Fernie was saying in the tithes and offering. We have to remember where it all comes from. Our dependence needs to be not on that green piece of paper called a note, but it got to be on the God who we trust that is actually given acknowledgement on that note of that dollar bill. And so our patience needs to be for the Lord. David says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He didn't wait for somebody to come and rescue him out of that pit. He didn't wait for people to pass by on their journey and notice him like they noticed Joseph in a pit. He didn't, his dependence was not on a person to rescue him. His patience was on the Lord to rescue him. He says, I waited patiently, and he adds that in, for the Lord. He heard my cry. Here's our problem, is we want the whole world to hear our cry, and we kick God out of our picture. See, the cry that needs to be heard needs to be heard from God, not from your spouse. 
Often our dependence is on our spouse here in our cry or our church here in our cry or other people here in our cry. No, no, no. Our our, our dependence should be upon God here in our cry. And God can't hear our cry if you don't cry out to Him. We cry out on Facebook. We cry out on social. We cry out to our next door neighbor. We cry out to our boss. We cry out to everybody. But God wants to hear your cry. And the only way God can hear your cry is if you actually, first of all, approach Him and secondly, actually cry. And so David says, my patience is on the Lord. My cry is to the Lord. And then the Bible says, after he did those two things, the Bible says that God did his things. Oh man, I love this here. God always expects us to meet him halfway in the journey. See, after David waited, after David had patience, after David cried, after David's focus was on the Lord, then the Bible says God responded. Often we, got, we want God to respond without even praying. We want God to respond without even approaching his throne of grace. We want God to do his thing and us sit back and sip our coffee. We got to meet God halfway on the journey. David says, after I did these things, then the Bible says, God stepped in. And then it says, God lifted him up. Oh, listen to this. Listen to this. This is powerful here. David waited and God lifted. When you put those things together, it's called a weight lift. God knows how to weight lift somebody's life. When you wait, God lifts. So as David waited, God lifted him up. And he lifted him up out of a slimy pit. Now you got to picture this. Now I'm going to get to this at the close of this uh, sermon here. You got to picture where David was at. Now you have to understand that these things are not just stories. These are true and real events that took place in the book of Psalms. David was in a pit. It was not just an ordinary pit. It was a slimy pit. It was full of mud and it was full of mire. Now, there's a difference between mud and mire. Mud is found on the walls of the pit. Mire is found on the ground of the pit. And the mire that David is talking about is a ground that was gushy and, 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 and very slimy. And that's, what, oh, that's all David had to stand on, was on a gushy and slimy foundation. Do you know what that feels like? Yeah, you know what that feels like. Some of you are standing. That's the only thing you have to stand on right now is something gushy and something slimy. You don't have a hope for tomorrow. You don't have a promise on how you're going to be able to pay your rent this month or your mortgage. You know, it's, 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 it's slimy. It's gushy where you're standing out, it, it, where you're standing at. It don't look good. But when your patience is on the Lord, then God lifts you up out of a slimy pit, out of a mushy ground. And the Bible says that he sets your foot on a rock. He sets your foot on a foundation. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? What I'm saying is nobody can do for you what you need to be done other than God himself. Stop expecting other people to do God's job. They'll never do the greatest job like God can do. That's why we always get hurt by people. We get let down by people. We get, we get interrupted with, with uh, church life because, because the church can't do for you what only God can. We need to accept that. And that's why I, I love, you know, what has happened has been terrible with us being church at home. You know, it's been terrible to one point. But on the other hand, it's really taught people how to develop a relationship with God before a relationship with the church. 
And when you develop your relationship with God, that's when we really figure out that it is Him that will never leave us nor forsake us. The church will. Some of you feel forsaken by the church because you can't walk into a building. But you feel that way. But if our relationship with God would just be where it needs to be, then God will take you from slimy and mushy to solid and strong. That's the place that God wants to take you. He wants to put your feet on a rock foundation. And remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, what did he say? He says, and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Why has it been feeling like hell has been winning in your life? I'll tell you why. Because what you're standing on is not a rock. What you're standing on is slime and mush. And when you stand on slime and mush, the gates of hell can easily break through that material. But when you're standing on a rock, which is Jesus Christ himself, then upon that rock is where Jesus will build you, the church, and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it. And so, Psalms, you know, Psalms is important. And so you better get a piece of pen and paper really quick or have a good memory or something like that because I'm going about to give you 12 things that's going to take seven, six minutes on what you need to head into 2021 with. Now, the book of Psalms is powerful. I want you to know that. And I'm going to give you reasons to read the book of Psalms, okay? But it's very, very powerful because it actually, it actually is talking about the lives of real people, of real lives in real people. And some of them in the book of Psalms are filled with the effusive praise for the goodness of God. And some of the Psalms written reflect the desperate cry for help from God. So there is A and B here. The book of Psalms talks about people's effusive praise and it talks about people's desperate cry. You and I find ourselves in both of those situations throughout our entire life. So where do you head to for answers? The book of Psalms. I don't care if you're in a time of effusive praise or you're in a time of desperate cry. You still head to the book of Psalms. And so, reasons to head to the book of Psalms in 2021. And I'm going to give you one point for each month. That's why I'm giving you 12 things. One point for each month. Okay, so here's why you head to the book of Psalms in 2021. Ready for this? Number one, when you want to find comfort... When you want to find comfort, don't run to the opposite sex. Don't run to a bar that's closed. Don't run to a drug, to a drug dealer. Don't run, run to anywhere else, anybody else. When you want to find comfort, run to the book of Psalms and find the God that is in the book of Psalms. So number one, reasons to read the book of Psalms heading in 2021. Number one, to find comfort. Number two, to meet God. You know, some of you have been introduced to God, but you haven't met him. There's a big difference between an acquaintance and a partner. A huge difference. Some of you are an acquaintance, but not a partner. When you're a partner, you work together. When you're an acquaintance, there's no relationship. You, you, you've been introduced to God, but you haven't met God. And so if you want to learn how to meet God, meet God, then you need to run to the book of Psalms 103. Okay, so if you want to meet God, run to the book of Psalms 103. Okay, reasons to read Psalms heading into 2021. Number three, to learn a new prayer. 
Where do you find that at? at? In Psalms 136. To learn a new prayer. You, You wanted to learn how to pray new? I mean, do you want to get away from babbling? Do you want to get away from a routine? Do you want to get away from from the same prayer all the time? There's nothing wrong with the same prayer, but sometimes you need a fresh prayer. You need a fresh conversation. And so if you want to learn a new prayer, I'm telling you, go to Psalms 136. You read that entire chapter. You pray that chapter, make it relevant to your life. And I'll tell you, you're going to walk away with a whole brand new prayer. I'm getting you ready to go into 2021. Do this now. Don't wait for 2021. Do this now. So that's right. Number three, learn a new prayer. This is why you want to head to the book of Psalms. Number four, to learn a new song. To learn a new song. Read Psalms 92. You know, a new song is really, actually the, the, actually the word psalm actually means hymn or song song that's what the, that's what the word psalm means it, it means hymn or song so if you want to learn a new song you know i don't know how long you've been singing the same song you know some of your lyrics to your song is i'm down and out i'm beat down i'm crippled and can't walk that's been your song all 2020 why don't you get a new song Why don't you say, I'm built up stronger than ever before, walking, not just walking, but running with a new ump in my step. Why don't you get that song for 2021? Well, if you want a new song, then head over to Psalms chapter 92 and bring that into 2021 with you. Some of you need to put the devil underneath your feet right now and start singing a new song. Number five, why and when or when you want to learn more about God, this is why you should go to the book of Psalms, is when you want to learn more about God, then read Psalms chapter 24. You know, some, sometimes I think we have to be reminded of the power of His creation. You know, this Psalm that I gave you talks about, you know, the earth's creation. It talks about the powers of God and how the making of the universe came into being. And when you think about God that way, And if you want to learn more about him, then head on over to that psalm, okay? Number six, when you want to understand yourself more clearly, this is a good reason to read the book of Psalm, and that's found in chapter 8. Psalm chapter 8, when you want to understand, understand yourself more clearly. How many of you just don't understand you? Uh, Yeah. I think there's a lot of us here that don't understand ourselves. You don't understand you. You don't understand you. You don't understand why you keep doing the same thing over again. You don't understand why you, you, you do good for nine months and mess up for three months. You don't understand why you keep losing jobs. You don't understand why you're in and out of different relationships. You don't understand you. And I think after so many years, you have to stop blaming everybody else. And you got to look at you. You don't understand you. Why are you back here? Why are you doing the same thing again? Why, are, why can't you advance? Why are you still at the same place that you were in not 2020, but the year 1990? The year 2020. You're the same place from 1990, the year 2020. So when you want to learn more about you, head on over to the book of Psalm chapter 8. Okay, number 7. When you want to know how to come to God each day. 
when you want to know how to come to God each day, then head on over to the book of Psalm chapter 5. Look, and I'm a firm believer that we got to go to God every single day. Not every other day, not once a week, but every single day. And so if you want to know how to come to God each day, then I want you to visit Psalm chapter 5. Number 8, when you want to be forgiven of your sins, when you want to be forgiven of your sins, then head on over to Psalm chapter 51. That's one of my favorite psalms out of all of them. Psalm chapter 51, when you want to uh, be forgiven of your sins. You know, on Saturdays, you know, we have a counselor that comes here to the Thrive House, and his last subject was on uh, forgiveness. But I like uh, what he was talking about. You know, often we talk about forgiving other people and how to forgive other people. And, you know, but, but he was talking about embracing forgiving yourself, embracing how to forgive yourself. And so I think that's one of the most difficult things for people to do is to forgive themselves. And so when you want to learn how to be forgiven of your sins, because you know that we sin against ourselves, we don't only sin against God, but we sin against ourselves. Actually, that's the root of sin is when we sin against ourselves is when we sin against God because we're the temple of God. When we sin against ourselves and the biggest, most difficult thing for people to do is to forgive themselves of their own sin. And so if you want to know how to be forgiven of your sins, visit Psalm chapter 51. God, I hope this is helping you. This is a whole lot of nuggets here. This ain't self-help stuff. This is not a book that is in Barnes and Noble on how to become a better person and living a better life for 2021. This is taken from the book of Psalms on how to be able to launch into 2021 for your life. Let me move quickly here. Number nine, head of the book of Psalms, number nine, <clears throat> to feel worthwhile. And you'll find that in the book of Psalms, chapter 139. You know, you know what you need to say to yourself right now? Or you, you need to type this in the chat room? In the chat room? Type this in the chat room right now. Say, I'm worth it. Amen. Oh, yeah. If you're here right now, say, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. Come, come on, say it. Say, I'm worth it. I'm worth you, it. You're worth it. You're worth the blessings of God. You're, 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 worth for, you're worth to get your spouse, spouse back. You're worth a better job. You're worth having your own house. You're worth getting married. You're worth having your own car. You're worth it. So if you want to know how to feel worthwhile 2021, then you need to go visit Psalm chapter 139 so that way you can know that you are worth it. You're worth it. Don't refuse the blessing. Okay, number 10, head to the book of Psalms to understand why you should read your Bible. That's right, it's right there for, for you. Why you should read your Bible, Psalms 119. You don't read your Bible just because. You don't read your Bible because it's a ritual. You don't read your Bible just for knowledge. You don't read your Bible to get into debates with other people. You don't read your Bible so you can become great at apologetics. You don't read your Bible for, the, for those reasons. You say, Pastor Fernie, well, why should I read my Bible? Well, I'll give you the best answer. Head on over to Psalms 119 and find out. Find out for yourself why you should read your Bible. And number 11, why you should head to the book of Psalms to give praise to our God. You want to know how to praise God? Then run to Psalm 145. 
when you want to learn how to praise God. Because praising God is more than just Sunday morning at 10 a.m. It's more than just when the band gets up there and the vocals get on a microphone and start singing. If that's the only time you're praising God, you're in trouble. Because that means you are only praising God for 30 minutes a week. And who knows if the praise is even going on for an entire 30 minutes on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you want to know how to praise God, you need to run over to Psalms 145. I'll tell you right now, the happiest people are the ones that are praising God continuously. Those are the ones, when there's a praise in their mouth, those are the ones that have a smile on their face. The ones that have a praise in their mouth have the best attitude. The ones that have a praise in their mouth and on their lips are the ones that have their chin tilted up and are the ones that look at the glass half full rather than half empty. The ones that have a praise on their lips are the ones that are walking knowing that everything is going to be okay and, and that God is with them. So the ones that are going off of 30 minutes of praise a week are the ones that are walking around weary, distraught, tired, exhausted, finished, and have no faith. Because when you praise God, your spirit takes on a vibe that the power of man can't put on shutdown. So I'll close with number 12. When we head on over to the book of Psalms, number 12, to know that God is in control. And what a good way to end 2020 and begin 2021 is to know that God is in control. Psalms 146, to know that God is in control. You know what? You guys got some homework to do. You got some homework to do. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If you show up next Sunday at our celebration, three-year anniversary celebration, and you didn't do anything about today's sermon, I don't know if you're going to be starting 2021 good. Don't wait till next Sunday to put all your chips on the table. Put everything you have right now in the basket, on the table, right now. Don't wait till January 1st. Don't wait till our first service of the year. Do it right now. If you're going to show up next service and you didn't do nothing about today's service, I, I really don't know what else to say to you. I don't know if you really want to get better. I don't know if you want a better life with God. Um, because you got to do something about it. David waited patiently. He waited for the Lord. He cried out to God. David did his move first. And then God came in and rescued him with a second move. Don't show up empty-handed empty next Sunday. Show up like you are ready to go into 2021. Take these 12 things with you. Practice them. And I promise you, you will be better. You will be better. We thank you for listening to today's podcast. Now it's your time to add the value of this podcast to your daily life. Once again, thank you for your time in listening to Fernando Franco's podcast today. Please help us spread this message by compelling someone today about this podcast. 
Thank you, and may God bless you.